Welcome to Coach Bennett's podcast, where every run has a purpose, where kindness is hardcore, where this is about running, and this is not about running, where every starting line is a finish line in disguise, where rambling still gets you where you need to be, where pineapple will never ruin your pizza, and the sodas, adult and not adult kind, are always cold, and where there is room on the starting line for everybody. I'm Coach Bennett. Thank you for letting me be a part of your day. Let's get started. Welcome to episode 39 of Coach Bennett's podcast. This one is maybe titled How to Make Adjustments to Your Running, but that sounds like such a boring title. So that's that's a working title, not the official title. So I'm still undecided on the official title, but I will tell you this. Today is about how to make adjustments to your training program or your daily run or your weekly schedule. It's all about how to make adjustments. And the reason why this is so important is because this is this is straight up what coaching is about. See, a lot of times people make the mistake of thinking that coaching is about developing a training plan. And it's not. It's about making adjustments to the training plan. That's what real coaching is. Because what is a training plan? A training plan is just a list of workouts that are written out in perfect conditions, you know, and the assumption is we're going to be able to do all of this and we're going to be able to nail the splits and we're going to be able to nail the distances and the durations and the efforts and you're never going to miss a day. You're never going to get sick. You're never going to get stressed out. We're never going to screw up the pacing on anything. It's always going to be nice with perfect weather. It's never going to have wind in our face and sleet and ice and you're never going to roll your ankle or get a little bit sick. That's not reality. That's not real. But it, it does serve as a great exercise to write out a training plan and say, hey, let's pretend, because that's all a training plan is, it's pretend, is let's pretend that everything works out. And if everything works out and we do all of this, it's going to get us to the starting line on that day that we've got circled on our calendar out there in the future, six weeks, 10 weeks, 20 weeks, 40 weeks, whatever, out there in the future, ready to rock and roll. But if you've ever trained for anything, you know that that's not how it works. Now, if you don't know that real coaching is about making adjustments, if you don't understand that it's going to be flexibility that's going to lead to consistency, if you don't have, you know, the comprehension that in order to get to the starting line as best as you can, you're going to have to deal with situations when you're not as best as you can. And you can't do those workouts that were written down with the assumption that you're always as best as you can. Well, if you don't know those things, what happens all too often is you start to stress out when you're looking at a day's work and you realize, I can't do this. And if I can't do this, that means I've screwed up the training program. And if I've screwed up today's training, then the whole thing is gone and I'm never going to catch up or I'm going to try to catch up, which can cause a whole host of other problems. And not only are you screwing yourself up mentally and mindfully, you're more than likely going to overreact to the situation and affect yourself negatively 
physically by trying to do too much or trying to catch up when you shouldn't be trying to catch up because you are where you are. You're not going to speed up fitness. Fitness comes as fitness comes. So today is about learning how to adjust your training program or just adjust your training or just adjust your speed workout or your easy run. It doesn't matter. The concept here relates to anything to do with your running. How do you adjust when you need to adjust? So that's what we're talking about today in episode 39. And that's why you also now realize that it just seems like such a milk toast type title for episode 39 of how to make adjustments to your running or your training. Like, do I just keep it like adjustments with like a question mark? No, that seems ridiculous. No one's going to know what that means. You know, there was a movie called The Adjustment Bureau. I think it was starring Matt Damon came out maybe 10 years ago. Looked interesting. Never watched it. So that story, yeah, it went nowhere. Um, I should edit that out, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to edit it out because maybe maybe it's good and maybe some of you will see it and then you'll write me or maybe some of you have seen it and you're going to write me and say like, hey, coach, like you should actually see this or maybe it's not that good. And you're thinking, you know, you've listened to enough of my podcasts and my guided runs where, you know, you kind of understand where I'm coming from and you're like, you know what, I'm going to make an educated guess here that you're not going to enjoy the Adjustment Bureau. So who knows? Get in touch and let me know. If you've seen it, let me know. All right, so let's get into this. Let's first start with why are you making adjustments, okay? Because there's a whole host of reasons why you may need to make an adjustment to your training. It could be uh, issues with schedule, sickness, injury, uh, fatigue, your goal changes, the weather. Let's just break down a couple of the reasons why you would make an adjustment. And now here's the thing. I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say it repeatedly. Making an adjustment does not mean you're weak. doesn't mean you're soft, okay? I think a lot of times athletes get in this mindset that if, that if you need to make an adjustment, you're not being hardcore enough. You're not being tough enough. And I think we have to make a distinction between adjusting the workout because you're being lazy, adjusting the workout um, because you're being wimpy. Fine. Like, th- that exists. I'm not going to pretend that it doesn't. I'm not going to pretend that sometimes, you know, the day calls for making it up a 5K run and you're just lazy and you're like, I'm just going to run 2K. All right, well, let's just assume that you're making these adjustments for legitimate reasons, real reasons, okay? Because if you're not, it's hard from a coach to make the distinction between you coming to us and saying you need to make an adjustment for a real reason and a reason that is made up. Now, granted, if it's, you know, supposed to be incredibly hot and humid, you you don't need to, you know, lie about that. You know, we see the weather report. We can read the temperature. We can see what the humidity is. We understand there needs to be an adjustment. Short of the obvious things, okay? Let's just also, for the sake of this show, assume that everything is done in the best interest of the athlete. So there is no self-sabotage in any way, inclusive of an athlete not doing work that they should do, that they can do, that they really probably want to do, but they're having that conversation internally, and some of those voices that want to go negative are winning out. We're going to make an assumption right now 
that all of the adjustments we're making are adjustments that need to be made. Okay, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a couple of examples of the examples that I gave because I kind of went off there on the waiver, but I think it's important. And I mentioned um, some reasons for making adjustments like schedule, sickness or injury, uh, fatigue, goal changes, weather. Let's just talk about schedule, okay? Because as someone who has kids, has a job, travels, there are times when I say, you know what, I'd really like to do this tomorrow for my run. Or if I was doing a training plan, tomorrow there's a scheduled long run or a tempo run, something like that. And I suddenly realize I've got to travel. I've got to get up very early. I'm going to be traveling to the other side of the country. I'm going to be landing, getting into a cab, heading to the hotel. By the time I get there, it's dark. I don't know the area. I'm not doing a long run. I'm just aware of that. It's just, it's not happening. Now, I'm not going to beat myself up for the fact that I've got to travel and I'm not going to be able to do a long run in a city that I don't know at a very late time. I'm, I'm, so I, part of understanding that adjustments oftentimes need to be made is getting rid of this waste of energy and not just a waste of energy, which is going negative on yourself for stupid reasons, um, it's also something that has like a residue. There's a hangover to going negative on yourself. So when you realize that great coaching has to do with making great adjustments to a training plan, you're going to allow yourself to have the grace to make these changes without the hangover that sometimes comes to changes being made. So from a coaching perspective, that's huge. That is absolutely huge because now we know there's an athlete out there that's not stressing for no reason. When you're an athlete and you're running, you have enough stressors in your life to deal with and recover from. You do not need extra stressors, especially negative ones, where there's no benefit to the stress. You know, running is a stress, but there's a benefit to running if you're running the right way for the right reasons. Strength work, there's a stress to it but it's a positive one. You'll get stronger from doing it if you're doing it the right way, in the right amount, but beating yourself up for making the right decisions are just negative stressors with no benefit. If anything, it's just demerits. You're just racking up losses when you're stressing out about making these decisions that need to be made. So once you know that adjustments are what make training plans great, that it's adjustments to the training plan that is really the definition of what coaching is, not only will you be releasing yourself from having these negative stressors in your life, but I think you'll also, in a more positive way, engage with your training. You'll look at it a little bit differently knowing that it is not set in stone. In fact, it is the flexibility of your training, of your week, of your month, of the accumulation of work that is what is going to make you a better athlete. So I'm excited about this. And like I said, I'm going to start with a couple of them like schedule, okay? Because what happens is we look at a schedule and we think, okay, um, normally I'm just going to pretend everyone runs seven days a week. I know most people don't run seven days a week. It's just easier to look at the schedule if you imagine every day is filled up. Most people would probably look and say, uh, Tuesday, Thursdays we do speed runs and Saturday I do my long run, Okay or Sunday, Saturday or Sunday, whatever, doesn't matter. You get to choose, all right? But you look at that, and suddenly 
um, like I said, you're traveling on a Tuesday or you've got work late or school is going to be especially busy with a number of exams on Tuesday. And that was the speed run day. What are you going to do? Well, sadly, what most people would try to do is jam the speed run in on Tuesday. And not only jam it in, but they're going to be setting themselves up where they're going to be looking to cut corners because they have less time than is needed because of how busy the day is. And those corners get cut in some ways that, you know, are not beneficial to the athlete. Sometimes it could be a shorter warm-up, a rushed set of drills and stretching and strides. It could be a level of stress that kind of goes across the entire speed run on top of the stress that comes with pulling off a speed run. It could be little to no warm down, no recovery afterwards. It could be not fueling yourself or hydrating over the course of the day because you don't have adequate time to do either in anticipation of a speed run. So rather than looking at the schedule and saying, guess what, Um, this isn't going to happen. So normally I do Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, speed run, speed run, long run. I think this week we're going to go Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. And what I'll do is I'll make sure the following week I'm taking my recovery runs easier. Um, In fact, what I might do is run my long run either later in the day on Sunday to give myself even more recovery from the speed run. And then what I'll do is on Tuesday, I'll do my speed run a little bit later in the day as well, just to give myself a little bit more recovery. It could be that you actually make adjustments beyond that. Maybe it trickles over two weeks of doing a Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday type of situation. And then you can bring it back and say, because of the speed run in the third week, it's a little bit less intense on that first Tuesday. I I think I can bring it back to Tuesday. I think recovering with just one day between the long run, which is a little bit shorter, and the the speed run that's coming up, which is going to be a little bit less intense, I have the ability to go back on my other schedule. Or maybe you stay on a Wednesday, Friday, Sunday schedule. Who cares? The only person that matters is you in this situation. You're the athlete. Does it fit your schedule? You know what else you could do? Um, You may have to skip a speed run that week. You just don't have time. Maybe you have time for a recovery run, or maybe you have time for a recovery run that throws in some fartlek in it, even though that day was calling for intervals. But because of the time crunch and because you don't really have the flexibility in your schedule, what you do have is flexibility in what you do in the time you've got. So instead of being able to warm up, do drills, do strides, do intervals, cool down, recover, You do have time to go and do an easy run and mix in some farlic in the middle of the easy run. So is it the same thing as the speed run that you were going to do? No, it's not. It's an adjustment. What you're trying to do is get as much out of the day as you can, considering the parameters that you've got to work within. And you've got a limited amount of time because it's a tough Tuesday. But schedule seems to be something that people have a lot of problems with, and it makes sense. Because your entire existence does not revolve around just running, nor should it. If you really want to thrive as a runner, you're going to need 
lots of things to be focused on, be passionate about, and be in love with, to be honest. I mean, if you really want to thrive as a runner, you really want to be as well-rounded as you possibly can outside of running. It will only serve to make you a better runner. But what that also means is you've got lots of different things competing for your time. And they want part of your schedule. So you're going to have to adjust the schedule so you can have the best possible schedule, not just for you as a human being, but also for you as a runner. And there's some give and there's some take. And that's how you need to look at the schedule. It is going to need to be adjusted. That's okay. And sometimes it's for things that really has nothing to do with the schedule. It has to do with what's going on during the day that's going to adjust the schedule. So it may not be a lack of time. It could just be that tomorrow it's going to snow. And the track is going to have two inches of snow on it. You're not going to be able to do the track workout on the snowy track. And like me, you don't have a treadmill. So you're limited on where you can do this type of an effort. I could probably get away with doing a recovery run, but I don't feel comfortable doing a speed run where I've got to push off with the force that I'm going to need to push off and do a speed run when there's snow and potentially ice underneath that snow. But I do know that 36 hours later, the temperatures are going to get up enough where most of this is going to be gone and I'm probably going to be able to hit the track. So the schedule may need to be adjusted for a whole host of reasons. It may not be an alteration you have to make to your schedule because of your schedule. It could simply be adjusting your schedule because of other factors. And keep in mind, there are so many factors. I mean, like I told you, I just mentioned one, which is weather. But let's talk about how weather can force you to adjust the run. Because I'll tell you what, one of the things that is absolutely fundamental to my coaching is the weather report. I mean, that, that is always going to be something I am paying attention to because without knowing what the conditions are, I can't possibly know what efforts I'm asking my athletes to run with because running one pace when it's mild is very different than running the exact same pace when it's very hot and humid or extremely cold, very windy, hard rain, sleet, snow. There are so many things that you have to factor in when you're asking someone to run a certain pace because the pace does not always equate to the effort that's going to be needed. Like I said, if it's hot and humid, that pace is going to be a much greater effort that you're going to be asking from your athlete compared to if the weather, like I said, was cool or mild. That's something that you're going to have to factor in, which is why on extreme heat days, you may be adjusting simply by adjusting the schedule. We're going to have to work out at dawn or we're going to have to work out a few hours after dusk because it's going to be too much of an effort for you to do this workout during our normal workout times. We normally meet at 4 p.m. That's not going to happen. It's going to be too hot. Or if it is that hot, we're going to have to adjust the workout itself. Maybe that means less volume, less intensity. It could mean maybe more volume, but less intensity with more breaks. So the recovery may be longer. I mean, I've done workouts where the, the pace stayed the same, the volume of the interval stayed the same, but the recovery was much greater. And the reason why was 
I had to factor in because of the heat and the humidity that not only were we going to be recovering from the intervals, I wanted them to cool off, which meant we're going to take time to put cold rags around our neck, get some water, get some cool water on our heads, our wrists, the back of our knees, our neck. We're going to cool off in between intervals as well, which means we're going to be factoring in instead of 60 seconds rest, it's now going to be two minutes and 15 seconds of rest between these intervals. The adjustment I made was to the recovery because of the heat and the humidity. Now, what I could have done instead of adjusting the recovery, like I said, was had it in the morning when it was 35 degrees cooler and no humidity. That would have been an adjustment as well. This way, we could have made no adjustments to the workout, but a massive adjustment to the schedule of when this workout was. None of these things that I'm doing, I would equate with a soft decision, a weak decision. All of these are smart, great coaching decisions. And not, I'm not saying I'm a great coach. Wait, did I just say that? I think I, I think I did. I think I just know what the purpose is of a run. And every run has a purpose. And if I don't make these adjustments, then I'm changing the purpose of the run. I'm, I'm, I'm going from let's have a good hard workout to I want to destroy you. And instead of you being able to go again in 48 hours for potentially another hard workout, we may have to wait days and days and days, five, seven, 10 days. This may ruin your season, to be honest. You can put yourself into such a hole that you do not come out of it, especially if you're screwing around with extreme weather and efforts in those extreme weather conditions. So those adjustments are super, super important. And it's just being smart. Thinking you don't need to make adjustments in those situations, it's, it's just stupid. It's just really bad coaching. It's dumb running. I don't think anyone sets out saying, hey, you know what I want to do today is I want to make some bad coaching decisions. I want to be a really, really dumb runner. That's, that's I, at least I haven't met anyone who's doing that on purpose. It doesn't mean they're not doing it. They're just not doing it on purpose. They just don't realize that these decisions that maybe they're not making, these decisions to adjust are so detrimental. And really, it's forms of self-sabotage. They just don't realize it. They don't understand that they have the ability to make these adjustments. They have the ability to be a better coach to themselves. And in doing so, they have the ability to run better. So let's go over a couple more of, of these. Um, sickness and injury is, is obviously one that, that comes up. And a lot of times what happens is people get sick. They get run down. They're going to miss days. So, you, you know, with sickness, it's, you know, it's, you got to be very careful. Um, you don't want to be going out and running while you're sick and delaying the healing, the recovery from the sickness. You, you, you just don't want to do that. And a lot of people think they can kind of play with it. They can skirt the line or maybe walk the line is better uh, way of putting it where, yes, I'm sick, but I'm not terribly sick. And I think I can go out and I can go for some runs. The problem is, is in the moment when they should be more conservative, they aren't. They're a little bit too aggressive. And even if they're backing off, if they're not really paying close attention, you can just delay getting healthy. Which means, even though you might be backing off, 
you're going to be backing off for much longer because you're never getting back to 100% like you would have if you had just been conservative enough to say, I'm not running. I'm going to miss some time. I'm going to miss three days, five days, seven days, 10 days. And this is why when you're healthy, setting yourself up to be consistent is so important because you are going to get run down. You are going to get sick. You are going to roll your ankle. These things are going to happen. Your schedule is going to get screwed up. You're going to miss days. You're going to miss days in a row. And if you've been running consistently, that's your insurance policy to handle this. Yeah, it's going to take a few days to come back, but you're going to be conservatively working into it. And even if you miss five or seven days, you give yourself five or seven days of easing back into the running. And guess what? Within three weeks, you're back. And not just back to where you were. Because you've been running consistently for a while, you're back on schedule. And it wasn't because you were chasing down fitness. It was because you allowed yourself the ability to recover. You allowed yourself the ability to heal. And in doing so, once you eased back into running, you didn't set yourself up for a setback. And that fitness doesn't just disappear. It can seem like it disappears, but it's just there. You just got to dust it off. You just got to take your time. But that's something that you really have to be confident about. And when you get sick or run down, look at it as really um, a test of your confidence and your patience. Because those, those are one and the same in many ways. Patient athletes have incredible confidence. Confident athletes have an easier time being patient. And it's never more so than when you're coming back from injury or sickness. You cannot rush fitness. You cannot rush healing. You cannot rush recovery. But you can rush getting hurt, getting injured, or having a setback by being overly aggressive when your body is not prepared to be that aggressive. So understanding that making adjustments when you're sick, that's smart training. And it's also a a good test of... Just how confident are you? How patient are you? And remember, those are two qualities you want to work on as an athlete, as a runner. Confidence and patience. So do not ever hesitate to make adjustments to your schedule based on injury or sickness. And remember, once you're injured, once you're sick, your primary responsibility is not to run. Your primary responsibility is to heal. That takes effort. It's a lot of work to heal. So do not discount the amount of work you're doing when you're not running. Don't think you're doing nothing when you're not running. You are doing something very, very difficult, which is recovering and healing. And if you can focus on those two things, you're going to be running as soon as possible. That's that's the thing that always kind of strikes me as just bizarre is... If you actually are passionate and focused on your healing and recovering, you're going to be doing exactly what you want to be doing as soon as possible. But if you're not as passionate and disciplined about it and you're getting a little bit, you know, uh, a little flippant or dismissive about it and you're trying to cut corners and you're trying to get across that starting line a little bit sooner and you're just playing a little loose with that recovery and that healing, you're not going to be running the way you want to be running as soon as possible. You may be running sooner 
but not running the way you want to run sooner. Believe me, it's going to be delayed. It's going to be delayed. And not only that, it, it may be delayed for a long time. Because coming back from sickness is just taunting sickness. I don't taunt sickness and I don't taunt injury. I, you know, I don't like hanging out with them. I just know if you insult them and you don't respect them, um, they're going to make you pay for it. It's just that's the way it is. I, I got to, you know, I'm not saying I like hanging out with them. I do respect injuries and I do respect sickness. I absolutely do. You, you are on your own if you're out there disrespecting those two things. And one way is to respect an injury and respect sickness is to make the proper adjustments to your training to allow for healing and recovery, okay? That's all I'm going to say about that. But I think I said a lot actually about that. So I don't know why I said that's all I'm going to say as if it was just like two minutes or something like that. Another thing, which is maybe cousins with sickness and injury, is just general fatigue. And and this is the thing, you're going to have to differentiate between the fatigue that is expected with certain types of running, because there is a level of fatigue that if you're training for something extraordinary, or if you're building up volume, or if you're increasing the intensity, you know, even if you're just out there and you're pushing yourself, there will be a level of fatigue associated with the efforts that you're putting in. That's just, that's normal. What is important is paying attention to yourself every day, which is why I want you to do a running log, which is why I want you to be asking yourself how you're feeling. Because when fatigue levels become abnormal, we are thinking, I shouldn't be this tired. I mean, I'm running, but the level of fatigue is, is, is not really in line with the amount of running I'm doing or the intensity that I've got or the volume. And this is where you're going to have to really make some adjustments where you're doing this kind of on a feeling. Like, I just feel really tired, and I don't think I should feel this tired, which is why that question, how are you doing, how are you feeling, is so important, why keeping a running lock is so important, because when the fatigue becomes abnormal, you're going to have to make adjustments. You're going to have to say, okay, the fatigue is too high, what do I do here? Well, you got to make adjustments to your training, and remember, there's a bunch of different levers you can use. There's volume, there's intensity, there's just straight-up rest. So I'm not talking about active recovery like an easy run, something like that. I'm talking about straight rest where you're just, you're not being active in terms of athletics in any way. You're not playing pickup football. You're not running. You're not hiking. You're not doing cross training. You're just resting because your body is overly fatigued and any effort is only going to make this worse. You're going to have to recover from what you've done where you've put yourself. And remember, fatigue doesn't always just come from running. It can come from just life. You got some stressful things going on in your life. Okay, it's an amazing amount of energy it takes to deal with just living. But when you add stressful things going on in your life, you know, that can cause your immune system to be taxed because you're overly fatigued and stressed. And as a result, maybe you're not sleeping as well. Maybe you're not eating as well. Maybe you're not drinking as well. You're setting yourself up for an intense amount of fatigue. And as a result, you're going to have to recover just as intensely. You're going to have to give yourself the opportunity to recover from this fatigue. So that's just something that's going to demand adjustments. But you have to be asking yourself every day, how am I doing? So you're not confusing normal fatigue and abnormal fatigue. I will say this, if you're confused, 
assume it's abnormal. Assume it's too much fatigue. And if you're asking yourself daily, how am I doing? And you're still writing in a running log daily, what you're going to find out is, oh, you know what? I was overly conservative there. That was just because I had done my first speed run in two months. And three days later, I did a long run, which was really good. But it was a little bit hilly. And I was a little extra fatigued because that was an extra amount of volume and intensity that I wasn't used to. Okay, it it wasn't anything crazy. Fine. But this is where you're learning about yourself as an athlete and you're learning about yourself as a coach. But if you are confused, I always say go the conservative route. Because what I'm looking for is I'd rather make a few mistakes being overly conservative and stay consistent than make a few mistakes about being overly aggressive And that cost me that consistency and now we're inconsistently running because you got sick or you got injured because we pushed it too far. Okay, I'm going to do one more adjustment, which I think is very important, is sometimes you make adjustments to your schedule, your training plan, because your goals change. Because your goals change. I mean, maybe you were training for a marathon and you realize, you know what, because of stuff that's going on in my life, I, I, don't, I don't think it's the marathon that I want to commit to right now. It's a half marathon. And now the schedule is going to change, okay? So maybe you're going to go from, I was running five days a week, but now I think I'm going to run four. Or maybe the marathon has, has stayed the same, but what you want to accomplish in the marathon has changed. Maybe it's like when I started this eight weeks ago, I just wanted to complete the distance, for the marathon, or it could be a 10K or a 5K, whatever. You can make this your own right now. And the training has progressed in such a way that I'm starting to really get into this. I'm understanding my body better. I'm understanding the training that I'm doing. I'm understanding the efforts that I'm giving and the paces associated with it. And I think I should want to adjust it to a time goal. I know the course. I've met some runners. I'm talking with them. And I really think I'd like to focus not so much on covering the distance, but covering the distance in a certain time. Fantastic. It could be the opposite. It could be I had a time goal, and I'm really enjoying the running. But I I, I think I'd rather just go out there without a time goal, per se, and just go out there and run on effort and have some fun. And wherever I fall in terms of the clock, great. Fantastic. But my goal's going to change. And simply by adjusting what the goal is, what you're going to also do is you're going to be adjusting the vibe and the personality of the training that you're doing. And in doing so, you're going to be adjusting the vibe and the personality of the runner, of you. What you want is those adjustments to be for the better. If it's not enough time or the goal has changed, you always want to make an adjustment for the better, that it makes you feel better as an athlete, as a runner, as a person for making this adjustment. And the adjustment should be made because it needs to be made. I need to make this adjustment. I'm not enjoying the training because this is my goal. Or I want to make the adjustment so I can enjoy my training even more. You want more out of your running, not less. You want more of the good stuff from the adjustments you're making, not less. That's what we're trying to do here. So don't be afraid to adjust your goal. Don't be afraid to add goals as well. And what you'll see is sometimes that will adjust the schedule. You may say, I was going to train three days a week for this 5K, and now I'm actually going to change my goal because what I want to do is challenge myself. I have the opportunity in the schedule. I want to run four days a week. 
and, and maybe that will lead to another goal change of what you accomplish in the 5K or hope to accomplish in the 5K. You have the flexibility to adjust your goals. So know that, own that, and don't be afraid to make adjustments in any direction on your goals if you need to, if you need to make an adjustment to make the goal a better goal for you, all right? All right, lastly, I'm gonna give you a couple little um, rapid-fire ways of making adjustments um, that aren't for anything, uh, you know, like bad weather or you need to make a goal change or sickness injury. It's just, it's just little adjustments you can make to just mix up your running. So a lot of times people get in the habit of running um, for either a duration or a distance, okay? And that's, that's totally normal. Um, I spent a long period of my life where, uh, depending on which team I was on, we either ran for miles every day. It was miles. It was never minutes. And then I ran for another team and it was almost always minutes and it was very rarely miles. Sometimes just adjusting, whether it's going to be minutes today or meters or miles can really make a big difference. Cause now it's no longer, and, and I'll tell you what, before I get into something else, um, a lot of times this is a great way to adjust um, because of things like the conditions you're running in. So, you know, it might be one of those things where it takes you 90 minutes to run. I'm making it up 10 miles. It takes you 90 minutes. So it's so 16 K roughly. It takes you 90 minutes and the conditions are pretty bad. So I might say to athletes, like I, what I want you to do is I want you to take it really easy today, really easy. I want you to back off. And we're running for 90 minutes. So we're still going to run for 90 minutes. But the pace is going to be much easier. Now, what might happen is if I say, hey, we're going to run uh, 10 miles today. But because of the conditions, I now want you to run 8. It's weird what we do mentally. A lot of times we'll say, oh, we're only running 8. So now it's 2 miles less. But if I say we were going to run 90. And we're still going to run 90. I just really want you to back off. Because I do want you to have that time on your feet. I just don't want you to have the intensity associated with the pace because of the weather that would come with it. So that would be an adjustment where instead of talking about distance, we're talking about duration. And you can flip it, obviously. That's, that's another thing you can do. Um, within speed runs, I already mentioned earlier how you can play with the recovery. But you can play with the number of intervals. You can play with the distance of the intervals. So sometimes on, you know extreme days of weather or if we don't have enough time um, whereas we may say again making up a workout we're going to do 10 by 400 with two minutes rest I, I may say because the conditions are so bad I know it would be easier for us to do 20 by 200 with a minute rest now that's those aren't that different and it could even be roughly the same pace as the 400 but I'm splitting the distance in half, and but I'm also splitting the recovery in half. The spirit of the workout's the same, but this is going to be something that is going to get a similar effort to what I want, what I'd written down originally, which was that 10 by 400. Now we're doing 20 by 200. So I'm getting a similar effort, but if I had tried to do the original workout, it would be a much more extreme effort. So I'm just adjusting the recovery, and I'm going to be adjusting the distance of the intervals. I could also adjust the intensity of the intervals. So maybe instead of doing 10 by 400 at 80 seconds, I say, you know what we're going to do? 
we're going to do 7 by 400 at 77 seconds. And we're going to keep the rest. So it's going to be a little bit quicker, but we're getting rid of three of them. Okay? I mean, the, there's, there's so many things. And this isn't stuff I want you to write down. My point is there are so many different ways of making adjustments and maintaining and achieving the goals that you've set out for the run. So really, when you're looking at a training plan, what you really should be looking at is every day, there are a lot of different ways to achieve what's on that page. It may say 40-minute recovery run. There's a lot of different ways to get the spirit of a 40-minute recovery run without doing a 40-minute recovery run. There's a lot of ways of doing 10 by 400 at 80 seconds, which is your mile pace. There's a lot of different ways to achieve the same things in a different way, make adjustments because of the situations that we're, we're finding ourselves in. And we can still achieve it. And like I said at the very beginning, sometimes it's just changing the day. And lastly, just to remind you, sometimes it's just making the adjustment to get rid of that day completely. We can't do it. We're not going to do it. It's better for us to just not do it. Or the way the schedule is dictating what's going on, we're not going to be able to fit it in. We can't bump things around and move things around. It's just, it's just, don't worry about it. It's one day. Like I said, the key is consistency. Not constantly doing exactly what's on the training program page. So really, I hope with this episode, by the way, episode 39, still don't have a title for it. What you're getting out of this is understanding how much control you actually have, how much power you have over your run on a daily basis, how the training plan or the schedule that you've set out for yourself is not written in stone. Remember, every training program should be written in pencil with an eraser because you're going to be making adjustments because that's what coaching is. So understand that one way to become your own best coach because that's what you have the potential to be, your own best coach, is to own your training. Make adjustments so your training fits you as best as possible. Know that you have not just the ability and capability, but it is the availability of making adjustments to best suit you and your running, okay? That's why I thought we needed to do this. I can't believe I waited to episode 39 to do it. This is pretty important, pretty important episode, and I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you really enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed it so much. Right now you're thinking, who can I send this to? How many, how many different people could I send this podcast to? The answer is probably a lot. And thank you for actually sharing it with so many people. I appreciate it. And if you actually share it with some people, tag me and I'll just thank all of you. You know, I mean, we'll just turn this into one big party for episode 39. And thank you for listening. And thank you for rating and reviewing. Because like I said, every episode... At the end of it, I'm telling you, hey, please rate and review because it's important. You know, it really does help. So thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing episode 39. And I can't wait to meet you back here in one week's time for episode 40. So get ready for that one. And I will too. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go get ready for it. I got to think about what I'm going to talk about next week. If you have any ideas, let me know. Because episode 40 is kind of a, a big one, right? It should be. So send in some ideas if you have have any for what you think episode 40 should be. In the meantime, take care of yourself. Take care of each other. And I will meet you on that next starting line. 
Thank you so much for listening to Coach Bennett's podcast today. And if you're not already following or subscribed to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening, well, I really wish you would because it helps a lot. Also, check out the show notes because you'll find a link to Coach Bennett's newsletter as well as all the social media sites that I'm on. Places like Threads and Facebook and Instagram and Mastodon and YouTube and even the artist formerly known as Twitter, whatever that dumpster fire is called today, you'll find a link to it because I'm on there. Thank you so much again for listening. And until next time, take care of yourself.